98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The observatory issues the number three storm signal, saying it is likely to remain in force for the rest of the day. The Consumer Council warns about acidity levels in toothpaste. And a senior mainland official says China will still be opening up in spite of a new focus on the domestic economy. The observatory says it has issued the strong wind signal number three and that it will likely remain in force for the rest of the day. It said unless tropical cyclone Nessat takes a more northerly track or intensifies significantly, the chance of issuing the number eight gale or storm signal before midnight was not high. Dr Lam Hokkien is a senior scientific officer at the observatory. Typhoon Nisa edged steadily towards the coast of Guangdong this morning. Nisa is now centred to the southeast of Hong Kong. Strong winds are now affecting offshore and on high ground, enriching gale force on high ground occasionally. Under the combined effect of Nisa and the northeast monsoon, winds generally over Hong Kong are expected to strengthen gradually during the day. As the sea will be rough and with swells, members of the public are advised to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage any water spots. Consumer Council has warned parents to be careful when choosing toothpaste for their kids after it found some products on sale in Hong Kong were too acidic. The council examined 30 makes of toothpaste for common use and for children. It found that one-third of children's toothpaste had a pH level lower than the mainland standard, which may affect dental and oral health. Here's Nora Tam, the chairwoman of the council's research and testing committee. It is essential for children to nurture the good health of cleaning the teeth and oral cavity from a young age in order to ensure the health growth of these teeth during the developmental stage. However, if the toothpaste ingredient do not comply with the standards, it would affect dental and oral health despite good oral health care habits. When purchasing toothpaste, consumers should be mindful of the product's pH value. Prolong the contact with too acidic pH value too low or too alkaline pH value too high. Oral care products might be detrimental to dental and oral health. Meanwhile, the council reminded people to cut down on seaweed, saying most products are high in iodine and eating too much can cause thyroid problems. The watchdog tested 27 seaweed samples and found that all of them contain a large amount of iodine. In one sample by Baby Basic, the iodine level exceeded the recommended daily intake for toddlers by 90%. The council's chief executive is Gilly Wong. Please don't use seaweed to replace vegetables because some people, they have very busy lifestyle. Um, occasionally, they just think um, seaweed is also very high in fiber and I can continue to use seaweed to replace the regular vegetables. That may not be the best way for you to absorb, um, to have your diet. So don't use seaweed as plain vegetables. Uh, you need to have a more balanced diet. Senior mainland official says China's aim of pursuing a new development pattern that focuses on the domestic economy doesn't mean the country will no longer be opening up. The remark was made by Zhao Shenxian, a vice chairman of the National Development and Reform Commission. At a press conference in Beijing, he was asked how the country could reduce its dependence on foreign imports, particularly resources such as crude oil, natural gas and soybeans. Mr Zhao spoke to an interpreter. We believe that openness and cooperation remain the historical trend and the mutual benefits remain what people want. Just as General Secretary Xi said, the Chinese economy is a notion, so is the world economy. And the oceans and seas in the world are all interconnected. 
When asked whether China could reach its goal of 5.5% economic growth this year, Mr Zhao conceded there were some difficulties and challenges, but he said the country still enjoyed sound economic development. But with solid steps in coordinating the COVID response and economic and social development and with the implementation of the policy package for stabilizing the economy and with the introduction of follow-up policies, the main economic indicators including manufacturing, services, investment and consumption continue to recover. National People's Congress Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chong says housing is one of the deep-seated problems that President Xi Jinping was referring to in his opening speech for the Communist Party Congress. President Xi said yesterday that Hong Kong had to resolve its deep-rooted conflicts and problems, hindering Hong Kong's economic and social development. Speaking on RTHK, Mr Tam said housing issues have been troubling Hong Kong for a long time, with many people not being able to buy their own homes or improve their living conditions adding that the government has to identify the causes and resolve these problems. Shares of South Korea's Kakao Corp have fallen about 10% after a widespread outage in the country's largest chat app triggered a political backlash and raised questions about the company's market dominance. Artis Wong reports. The outage was caused by a fire at the Kakao App's data centre over the weekend. Systems are now mainly up and running, but services including taxi payments and restaurant bookings have been disrupted. President Yoon Suk-yeol has described Kakao as a fundamental national telecommunications network and has promised a follow-up. The Science and Technology Ministry, meanwhile, is looking into whether the outage violated any laws, while the communications regulator is considering the question of compensation for users. In Britain, three governing Conservative Party MPs have become the first to publicly call for the Prime Minister Liz Truss to resign just weeks into her premiership. Ms Truss has faced criticism after being made to do a U-turn on her flagship tax policy that have caused market turmoil and led to the ousting of her Chancellor. Ms Truss has said she will stay the course but do things differently in the future. One of the MPs, Crispin Blunt, said in a television interview that he didn't think she could survive. I think the, the game's up, um, and it's now a question as to how the succession is managed. If there is a such a weight of opinion in the parliamentary party that uh, we have to have a change, then it will be affected. Exactly how it's done and exactly under, under what mechanism, but it will happen. In a televised address, President Zelensky of Ukraine has said especially heavy fighting has been taking place in two towns in eastern Donbass region, with Ukrainian forces fighting what he called Russian mercenaries and criminals. The key hotspots in Donbass are Solidar and Bakhmut. Very heavy fighting is going on there. The invaders threw everyone they could against our forces, including 2,000 criminals. They're among the mercenaries there. And these are prisoners with long prison terms for serious crimes. They're kept to the front not only by offering money, but also by the promise of amnesty. President Zelensky also requested citizens to reduce electricity consumption at peak hours. He said such action would avoid power cuts and help the military effort against Russia. The two candidates in Brazil's runoff presidential election have been trading accusations in the first televised debate ahead of the vote to be held in two weeks' time. Former left-wing leader Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva accused President Jair Bolsonaro of delaying the purchase of COVID vaccines and causing thousands of deaths. 
Mr Bolsonaro said corruption during Lula's time in office had led to the collapse of the health system. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. The former left-wing leader Luis Inácio Lula da Silva won the first round with 48% of the vote, five percentage points ahead of the far-right president Jair Bolsonaro, who's seeking re-election. The country is deeply polarized and both candidates have been trying to gain the trust of about 10% of the electorate, who voted for other candidates two weeks ago. Lula has promised to boost the economy and help the poor. Mr. Bolsonaro alleges Lula would transform Brazil into what he calls a failed left-wing state. The gambling regulator in New South Wales has suspended the Stars Sydney Casino licence and hit the company with a $100 million Australian dollar fine in the wake of a damning inquiry. Here's Radio Australia's Husnia Shams. The New South Wales Independent Casino Commission says the Stars licence for its Sydney casino will be suspended from Friday. A new independent manager will be appointed, which will allow the casino to remain open until it's determined whether the company can rectify its wrongdoings. The Commission stopped short of cancelling the licence, noting that the star publicly apologised and that such a move would have led to job losses for thousands of staff. The penalties come after an inquiry earlier this year found the star was unsuitable to hold a licence for its Sydney casino and heard allegations of money laundering, organised crime and fraud. The American singer-songwriter Joyce Sims has died suddenly at the age of 63. She was best known for her 1987 soulful dance hit, Come Into My Life, which reached the top ten in both the United States and Britain. Sims had been touring this summer and was due to release a new album this year. Her songs have been sampled by stars including Snoop Dogg, Randy Crawford and Angie Stone. Sport now and Liverpool have inflicted Manchester City's first Premier League defeat of the season. Mohamed Salah got the only goal of the game in a hot-tempered affair at Anfield. More from the BBC's John Murray. Liverpool edged a tight match as the champions were beaten in the Premier League for the first time since February and tempers frayed in the second half. The Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was shown a red card and Manchester City's Pep Guardiola said at one stage home supporters threw coins at him. Mo Salah scored the only goal with just under 15 minutes to go after a clearance downfield by excellent home goalkeeper Alisson saw Salah get the better of Cancelo and run through one-on-one to clip the ball past Edison who had earlier denied him in a similar situation. For once, Erling Haaland failed to score. Indeed, he was penalised for a foul when City thought Foden had opened the scoring for the visitors. And instead, it was Salah who was the match winner. Liverpool defender Virgil van Dijk was pleased to keep a clean sheet, especially with the prolific Haaland on the pitch. Very happy they didn't score. They didn't score. It's not him that we played against. It was all of them. They have so much quality on the pitch and we see the outside world love a little box office game between me and him, but it's never the case. So for me, it was just focus on, on, on the game and uh, I think it went pretty well. Arsenal defeated Leeds United 1-0 at Ellen Road to extend their lead at the top of the table to four points. It's the ninth win in ten matches this season for the Arsenal boss, Mikel Arteta. It's very special for us to have that level of consistency to win in many different contexts. Today was a very special context after Thursday, after coming here, then the no power, then delayed with the VAR decision, with the way we have to suffer the second half. I think this team deserves some credit. Graham Potter's unbeaten start at Chelsea as Chelsea manager continued with a 2-0 win away to Aston Villa. Chelsea goalkeeper Kepa Arisha Balaga made a series of important saves to keep his fourth clean sheet in a row. He says he's been enjoying his playing time.
I'm really happy. I'm feeling very well. I'm feeling with confidence. I'm feeling that we are growing. We start like new manager one month ago during the season without big time to train a lot of games. So we are building something. So we have to keep doing. But I think we are in the good way. Elsewhere, Manchester United and Newcastle drew 0-0 at Old Trafford and it finished 1-1 between Southampton and West Ham. Now to Spain's El Clasico, where Real Madrid put on a clinical display to beat Barcelona 3-1 and overtake their fierce rivals into first place in La Liga. Spanish football journalist Juan Castro was watching at the Bernabeu. He says Real's victory was surprisingly straightforward. Very comfortable, just coming back from Bernabeu right now and people is really happy here in Madrid. Three points ahead in La Liga and very easy game for Real Madrid. I mean, I think Real Madrid should have won even for more goals. So one of the easiest games against Barcelona in the recent years. At the Women's Rugby World Cup, host New Zealand beat Wales 56-12. The reigning world champions ran in 10 tries in the process and qualified for the quarterfinals, thanks to their second bonus point win. Former Wales international Alex Donovan says a tough match against New Zealand will prepare her nation for the next game, a must-win match against Australia. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. It's going to be a hard game. You've still played against Australia, but Australia aren't in the same league as New Zealand. So I think they're going to take the positives that they can get from this game to carry on to next week. Elsewhere, Fiji beat South Africa 21-17. Canada were 22-12 winners over Italy. There was a big shock in the men's T20 Cricket World Cup. Namibia hammered the Asia Cup champions Sri Lanka by 55 runs in the tournament's opening match. The African side posted 163 for seven. JJ Smith made 31 of those runs from just 16 balls. The all-rounder also took a wicket. He says the win will mean a lot to people back home. I know it's Sunday morning, but I think they're drunk by now, to be honest. A lot of people will be watching. Last year, when we went through to the Super 12s, the expectation rose. It's the same this year. Everyone wants us to do good. Everyone wants us to go to the Super 12. And lucky for us, we one step closer to that. And now the weather. Strong northerly winds occasionally gale force on high ground. Mainly cloudy with one or two showers. Seas will be rough with swells. The outlook windy with showers in the next couple of days. Temperatures will fall appreciably to a minimum of around 19 degrees tomorrow morning. Temperatures could be 29 degrees, humidity 44%. Strong, sing, strong wind signal number three is in force, as is the red fire danger warning. And now to end the news, the top story once again. The observatory issues the number three storm signal, saying it is likely to remain in force for the rest of the day. And that's the news from RTHK. <laughs> Stand by for the brew. Stand by for the brew. With Phil Whelan. On Radio 3.
Da 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 da